Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Heart of the Order, your home for baseball and fantasy baseball with your host, me, Ralph Lark. And now, let's check in on The Heart of the Order. Welcome back to the Heart of the Order, baseball fans. I know you guys are excited. We finally got to opening day weekend. It took a lot longer than we thought to get here, a couple of months late, but here we are. So let's enjoy some baseball while we have it. I don't know if this is going to make it all the way to the end, to the 60 games, but while we're here, we're going to enjoy it. So the Heart of the Order is back. Glad to be with you. A couple of things before we get down to business, guys. There's a if you're new to the Heart of the Order, welcome. A couple different ways you can catch this podcast. It's a part of Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. So right at that website, www.tigerbombsae.com, you're going to be able to catch this podcast by clicking on the Heart of the Order page. Right at the top of the page. As soon as you land there, you see all the podcasts laid out. Just click on the Heart of the Order. You can email us if you have questions or some segment you want to hear or you know some fantasy baseball thing you know which is probably going to be daily i don't know who's doing a lot of seasonal right now but our email is the heart of the order all spelled out the heart of the order at tigerbombsae.com twitter you want to banter you want to talk about what we're seeing during the games you know i'm watching all the games so twitter you can hit us at at h of the o tbsae i'll see all your tweets right there we can talk baseball for sure Facebook, there's a page. We share funny memes, um, you know, try to update some information. Hadn't been doing a lot of that due to COVID, but we'll get back to it. So at Heart of the Order, spelled out at Heart of the Order, the number one. If you search for that on Facebook, you'll be able to find the Heart of the Order page. All this stuff is um, attached to our Facebook page as well. So you can find the Twitter and the uh, Facebook, I'm sorry, through our website. So all of that is how you can find us. Most importantly, you can listen to this podcast anywhere that you listen to all your other podcasts, um, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. You can listen to this Heart of the Order podcast. All you got to do is search for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. Then you'll actually get all the Tiger Bomb podcasts. But most importantly, we'll be able to talk some baseball. So that's the important stuff. I want to give you guys a lay of the land today. We're going to slowly walk back in this, and we're going to switch gears on the Heart of the Order this year. Um, I'm going to try to be more uh, small daily episodes for you guys, so maybe just a 10-minute or 15-minute episode, but we're going to try to get DFS stuff to you. I'm going to try to show you what I'm looking at, show you what I'm seeing, especially as we get a couple weeks in and we get some statistics we can work with. We want to start looking at some of those key stats, WOBA, stuff like that. We'll go over what those things are, what you should be looking for. But then I think it would be really good for our DFS players if I could just give you my first eyes every day or maybe sometime in the afternoon. But I think that's what the heart of the order is going to be, guys, as we all adjust to this new landscape. I mean, thanks to COVID-19, we have all been shuttered away forever and sports have gone away too but now we're slowly coming back it took a lot of doing to get here um you see obviously a lot of astronation on both sides the players openly um you know kind of back and forth via twitter and stuff like that i i didn't know if we we're going to get baseball but of course we got it we got they got it deal done so 
we got ourselves a 60 game season. This is going to be intense. You got 40 divisional games, 20, um, uh, you know, interleague games, I guess. So this is going to boil down to, you know, who plays good baseball in a really quick and sim, you know, um, short, short and truncated season. Every loss is going to be like having 2.7 losses in the regular season. So this stuff matters big time every day, all the time. You got to play each day like it's a playoff game. You don't have time to get down by 10 games and stuff like that. And I think we're as we're going to talk about today, there's more parity in baseball right now. There's a lot of teams that are making some moves. So we'll go over all that stuff. But that's the idea that we need to get across our heads. Is it's going to be an interesting year. We're heading towards the end of the CBA, Collective Bargaining Agreement for Baseball anyway. So, you know, things are going to change for baseball considerably coming out of this, even after this year. If you hadn't heard, <clears throat> of course, it's opening weekend on Thursday. Or was it Friday? We, f- we finally hear that there's expanded playoffs. So now the top two teams from each division, as well as the remaining two teams with the uh, best overall record, uh, in each of the conferences, will now make the, the playoffs. So they've expanded the playoffs. We've got a three-five-seven format going. It's going to be an interesting year for sure. A lot more teams. Um, obviously, every team's percentage chance of making the playoffs just went up, but we're going to see some interesting baseball this year. So we'll stay on top of it. Today, what we're just going to go over is a little bit of the divisions. Um, what what I'm thinking about some of these teams, what it looks like, whatever crosses my mind. But just want to wade back into some baseball today. And then maybe tomorrow I'll get you guys a DFS um, <coughs> tip episode going in the morning. So you can kind of play all day. It's a little late in the day today, Saturday, to, to give you tips for tonight. But if you're playing, good luck to you for that. So that's how we're going to spend our time today. We covered the nuances of this new little season. Um it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> the opening weekend has been interesting. Uh, Fauci throwing out the first pitch. Ooh, that was a rough one to watch. He still got 50 Curtis Jackson sent covered, though, as far as not being the, the worst um, thrown out pitch that I've seen by somebody start the game. You know, they're, they're trying to make statements about, um, you know, the racial unrest and the protests that's been going on and everything. Obviously, important stuff for me appreciative that baseball is trying to um, harbor you know some some respect for the movement and all i'll say about that is because you know a tiger bomb i love just keeping it sports we want to be a break from not to say that social injustice and all that stuff doesn't matter but we want to keep it sports related here but the one thing i'll say is baseball if you want to step it up you know it's nice to see a black lives matter on the on the mound and all that stuff that's cool but get equipment to the hood that's what you got to do you need mitts and baseballs you need bets. You need organization. Um, <clears throat> they need to develop sort of like a, a scout type system where we can make sure that there's supplies and a place to play for these kids, or else you won't see, uh, you know, black faces playing baseball in America. So that's all I'll say about that. Now let's get on to our divisional uh, looks for the MLB this year. All right, so let's dive right in with the NL West, and we should just start with the San Diego Padres. You know, I was high on this team last year. I liked a lot of their players. At the obviously being a DFS player, I was well aware of some of these guys, some of these younger guys. I thought they were, you know, obviously adding Manny Machado, putting together a pretty good team uh, with just a few holes 
and maybe some pitching concerns. But the, the record just wasn't indicative of the team that I thought that they had out there. So I felt they took a step back, and they got to take a step forward this year. They got out of the gates with the win yesterday, so that was cool. But this San Diego Padres team, they, they need to do something because there's a lot of guys here. Like, this isn't like the Giants or the Orioles. Like, they got some players, and so I don't think losing is going to be tolerated. Um, Chris Paddock had a really nice um, outing yesterday. I wasn't expecting that from him, but that's their guy, and he's going to have to play like it. They're going to hope that Denilson Lamette has come into his own a little more. I'm still very shaky on him. Uh, Garrett Richards, Zach Davies, and Joey, Joey Lucchese. These are the guys that are going to round out the starting pitching for them. These guys are going to have to play um, to their strengths, uh, which is home playing at their home field uh that's a pitcher's park um you can once you learn the ebbs and flows of that that's a big advantage for you and i think that helps a lot of their numbers but i go against them on the road a little bit these guys are a little shaky on the road so we'll start to see those splits develop over the course of the season and then we'll be able to kind of you see if that holds true but i would say watch what the padres do at home versus the road i feel like there's going to be some splits um, bullpen wise, um, you know, they got Drew Pomerantz down there now, Qual Contrell, um, Luis Perdomo, Kirby Yates available. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, and again, the park favors them. So hopefully they can hold their own. I like the lineup. They're going to have to produce Fernando Tatis as shortstop, Trent Grisham, Manny Machado, Tommy Pham added. Eric Hosmer, who needs, obviously needs to step it up. He got paid. Will Myers, who's getting paid. Josh Naylor is going to DH. They add Jurgensen Profar, who I really like, especially for defensive purposes. Francisco Mejia, a catcher who you know, the Indians basically gave them. But that's not a bad lineup. So to me, you can't be having these. And, I, and again, I know it's a cavernous park, but you can't be having these one nothing, 2 nothing games where you guys lose. They got to step it up right there. Um, and really got to put some runs on the board. And the problem with them is they, they play a lot of other teams that have good pitching parks as well. So I don't know where your break's going to come, but you got to figure it out because they're going to break this apart pretty quickly if these guys don't produce. Like basically, I think they're going to be sellers if they're not in it by the break. Um, San Francisco Giants, this team is not going anywhere quickly. Obviously, you know, recovering from Bruce Brochi retiring. Now, also, um, Buster Posey opted out, just had twins. You know, this is not, you, some of these players, they have confounded concerns based on COVID, and we got to respect that. In the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, baseball was around. They played baseball. You guys know that some players died during that pandemic, like during that season. Um, this black and white photos of them batting with their mask on, umps with their mask on. But yeah, Cleveland Indians, my Chicago beloved White Sox, players died. Okay, so, you know, not too long ago in the grand scheme of history, and we obviously didn't have great ideas or plans thought out to how to do this. So you got to respect when a dude doesn't want to die just because of baseball, right? So a lot of these guys opting out, and I got no problem with that. Buster Posey is uh, taking that route as well, so we won't be seeing him. They won't be getting his services uh, this season. And, you know, obviously, I think personally just me, I you know, some of these players opting out, I feel like what's going to happen when your team is getting close to the World Series? 
you think if you you think they're not gonna be like okay if you want to come back or you don't think some of these teams gonna reach out to these teams like hey can can we like it's a week man like we got seven games like let's do it you know what I mean so I really feel like it's not the end of the story when we hear that so and so opt out but for right now there's no Buster Posey and that's the heart life blood of this team so they have um you know brandon crawford still that's the leader now donovan solano is going to play third mike yastrzemski who we saw last year not consistent yet but um he's a neat little player who hopefully can take a step forward this year hunter pence um he's going to dh alex dickerson young but again hoping to um get more effective this year wilmer flores gonna play first that's a good pickup for the san francisco giants maurice dubon probably playing second they still have the panda rob brantley may catch for them and then steven duger in the outfield uh, not a lot to speak of in terms of the bullpen uh, you know they have some guys tony watson trevor got um Derek rodriguez andrew suarez andrew triggs i really like and with that park, they can maybe hold their own. They're not going to get blasted out of the water, but they're not going to be great. The strength of this team is probably, and it's not great, but it's not terrible. The strength of this team is the starting pitching. Johnny Cueto, who's back, hasn't had a real healthy season since 2018. Come back off that, Tommy John. So Cueto is going to be their guy. Jeff Samarja, they still have. A little mileage on him, but again, he gets the park shift bump. Kevin Gauskin, Gaussman, we really shouldn't say that. This dude has K's, um, which is good for him. He's a strikeout kind of pitcher when he wants to be, when he's on his stuff. And he gets the park shift coming from, like, Baltimore, I believe. So not great, you know, uh, park for pitchers there. And now he gets San Francisco. So I'm really interested in what he can do. I think he can be effective here. Drew Smiley as well as Tyler Anderson. So nothing, you know, great here. They're going to hold their own. I think defensively they'll be okay, but on the road they're going to get bludgeoned in my opinion. Colorado Rockies, this team is, you know, it looked like two seasons ago they were taking a step forward. Things look to be on the up and up for them. <clears throat> the Rockies, for some reason, have fallen off a cliff. There's obviously problems with Nolan Arenado. He wants to be on a winner. He doesn't feel like they are trying to win. They didn't really even go out and add too many more people. Jose Mujica, okay. But, you know, Chaz Bettis has gone to the Yankees. Well, you great, but, you know, you lose somebody and there's not really an addition to make up for that. Kyle Freeland was 17-7 in 2018, and he looked like he was going to be something. And then it just fell flat last year. So he's really hoping to have a bounce back year for the Rockies. And from there, Trevor, you know, you know the usual lineup. So, you know, the usual suspects, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, David Dahl, Nolan Arenado, Daniel Murphy, Ryan McMahon, Ian Desmond, Tony Bolters. Uh, these are the guys that are going to round it out for them. I like the Daniel Murphy at first base, 378 OBP in 2019. So that's a nice addition for them there. It's not a bad lineup. Pitching-wise, again, like I said, you're hoping Kyle Freeland gets it back. They have John Gray. They have Herman Marquez, who's hoping to bounce back. Antonio Sensatella. Below average slider is going to be his problem. He's got they got to find something to do with that. They have Jeff Hoffman as well, good, decent, 97 mile an hour fastball, but he doesn't have a slider. So again, they got a couple guys that are going to get caught up. I think playing in the Rockies uh, with without a slider. So Peter Lambert, Chichi Gonzalez in the bullpen, not the best a team i understand arenado and he may be on the trade block if they can't put together some wins early but this team is hoping to show him that they do 
um, mean to be a contender and they are going about it in a way they feel is best, but I just don't see a lot of wins this year. Let's go on to the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are interesting. A lot of people looking at them because of the additions that they've made. Now in 2017, they had 90 plus wins. They were top of the hill and then they start the rebuild. They tear it down. And then in 2018, they still get 82 wins. So 2019, 85 wins. They didn't really have to fall too far. This team has been able to stay afloat. Things happening pretty quickly for them. They have good top prospects. They have good crop prospects coming up. And the thing about it is they've been able to weather the turnover. They got rid of Goldie, got rid of Granky, got rid of Pollock. That's big money off the books. Christian Walker has come in and he's been a decent replacement for uh, Goldschmidt. So, I, 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 you know, there's no argument for them in terms of if they made out okay there. They add Mad Bomb. Madison Baumgartner comes over. Surprise for everybody. Him going to the desert. An extension for Eduardo Escobar. Three years, 21 million. So he's solidified. It's a nice little part of the team right there. Adding Wilmer Flores. Adding Starling Marte. Marte is a good add. So now you have the Marte Parte. Sorry, I had to say it at least once. Sterling Marte, Cattell Marte. But you have Eduardo Escobar, David Peralta, Christian Walker, Cole Calhoun, who they had, Nick Ahmed. And Cole Calhoun, Cole, excuse me, Cole Calhoun hit a home run already yesterday. Nick Ahmed at shortstop. And then Carson Kelly catching, who's a pretty decent catcher in my opinion. And then you look at the pitching. Baumgartner, Mike Leak. We know he's got some mileage on him, but he's a savvy veteran who will get through those five. Robbie Ray, he's got strikeout stuff. You got Luke Weaver, Zach Galen, Miro Kelly. This is not a bad team. Uh, they want to chase the Dodgers, but we know that that is easier said than done. So they have the ammunition. It'll be about playing baseball, in my opinion. And finally, onto the Dodgers. This team is loaded. This is the best team they've had in a while, and they've had real good teams. They can go back to the World Series this year. I think that's not an understatement. This team is going to roll with Clayton Kershaw, although they didn't get him on opening night. Some with the elbow, some like that, the hand or something. There was a scratch, and uh, that's that's unfortunate. But hopefully, they're you know they're a precautious team. I don't think it's too much. They've been precautious with him in the past. I think that's a key to saving this guy's career in terms of Kershaw. So I, you just have to weather it. They have an Alex Wood now. They bring in for stuff like this. So you have Alex Wood, who I think is going today. Ross Stripling, Julio Urias, Walker Bueller. Those are their guys. So Walker Bueller, a lot on his shoulders. I don't think he minds. And that right there is not a bad starting uh, bunch. And then when you add in the closers, Kenley Jansen, but then he also has, we have, we have Pedro Baez, Joe Kelly, Dustin May, Tony Goslin, Blake Training, and then Dustin May started the other day since Kershaw was scratched. So this team right here, they're stacked when you look at that side of it. And then the lineup, oh my, the lineup, Mookie Betts, who they just signed to a huge extension. So, you know, let me just say before I get down the lineup, how well managed this team is. They, they spend money, yes, the Yankees spend money, but this is well thought out money they got a lot of money off the books they didn't have a lot on the books past 2021 so they said let's go out and get something and then he just didn't sign the first big name right they went in on a few guys they couldn't they you know it didn't work out for them in terms of picking up some of those bigger names but they got Mookie Betts and they got him secured in the next season they traded for him and then in the next season you sign him to a long-term deal that's a huge win for them. That's a huge star. 
He's only going to get a little better. And he makes them so much more dangerous than they were, like I said. And they were really dangerous already. So Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, A.J. Pollock, New Jock City, Jock Peterson, Will Smith catching, Chris Taylor at second base. This is a Lotus team. And I, and I really think that's division is theirs to win again in my honest opinion and like i said they can make a playoff run so that is a look at the nl west Okay, let's switch over to the AL West now, and let's start with the Texas Rangers. I really like this team. Um, they took some steps forward, in my opinion, last year, but they got to keep moving this year. Let's start with that pitching. Lance Lynn, K-Monster. I had him on DraftKings yesterday. He racked up a whole bunch of points, I think 41. The dude has Ks. He's underrated. A lot of people shy away from him when they got good competition, but let me tell y'all, he is good competition. So, nothing wrong with a little bit of Lance Lynn. Mike Miner holds his own. They got Corey Kluber. That was a big pickup for them. He's looking to bounce back after some injuries, wants to prove himself. This park isn't too friendly for, uh, you know, pitchers, but he's going to have to make the best of it. They got Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles as well. So, that's a pretty decent staff. And then when you look at what they're doing as far as in the um, bullpen, Jose Leclerc, Rafael Montero, Jesse Chavez, they got some guys down there. The lineup, since you too, we know what we're going to get with him. They got Willie Calhoun DHing now, Danny Santana, Joey Gallo. We know Gallo's full of strikeouts, but when he connects, he connects. Danny Santana looking to have a more consistent year. Ronit Ordur, we know what he's all about, looking to take a step forward with some consistency as well. Ty Frazier, again, big clunks, probably going to strike out a lot, but if he can connect a bunch, that, that's what they're looking for from him. Elvis Andrews, still got life in the tank, still got gas in the tank at shortstop, and this is a shortened season. Guys, I really like a lot of the older guys in the shortened season. These guys are motivated to get paid at this point in their career. You got 60 games, and then you get on to the next season. Like This is extending your career in a really good way, so dudes like... Elvis Andrews, you know, Miguel Cabrera, I'm in on these guys this year because this is an opportunity in a shortened season to display your power, your savvy, and stay healthy because you don't have all the games. So I really like that at catcher there, Robinson Chirinos, and then um, obviously at third base, Isaiah Kaina Falafa. Those guys, you know, this offense can be dangerous on some nights. They can give up other nights they need consistency like i said they still have a lot of guys that whiff in the lineup there are, there are consistent guys obviously but we need santana to be more consistent so he can get over there with chew and uh elvis andrews and chirinos so you know, that's the texas rangers now let's take a look at the houston astros the hater astros like i said earlier i don't think they were the kansas city royals were trying to hit them the other day just the scenarios in the game it just didn't look like they were looking to hit them just in the in those particular moments you don't do that so i don't know there's going to be a whole lot of that and this team is going to have to prove that they can still play baseball a lot of teams just you know a lot of people a lot of fans don't believe anything about any of the wins at all period so for them they got to go out and prove it 
I would agree with that sentiment. They had a nice outing yesterday. Brantley knocked it knocked it out pretty nicely, but they gotta show everybody that this isn't just it wasn't just cheating. They have Dusty Baker at the helm now. He's not gonna do you any favors as skipper. This guy is like a he I'm not gonna motivate you because you got paid. That's your motivation. Like what's my motivation? Like your check your check cashed. That's your motivation. That's his type of a style. So that's what you're getting. He obviously substituted last minute in with everything that happened with the penalties from baseball because of that scandal. But these guys are going to have to go out there and prove they got some stroke. Now, as far as what they bring to the table pitching-wise, Granky still got something left in the tank. He's going to have to you know, get there and be, and be dominant at home at least. I do think he's going to struggle on the road a bit. But they have Verlander, McCullers, Joshua James, Jose Urgundy, and Austin Pruitt. So on the front end, they're going to be decent. On the back end, they may struggle. But they got a good bullpen. Roberto Ozuna, Ryan Presley, you know, Brian Abreu, Brad Peacock. These guys, Joe Biaggi, Biagini, these guys are going to make a difference on the back end of that um, uh, starting pitching when they get into those games. So... As far as the lineup goes, George Springer, Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, Bregman, this is a dude where it's like he's going to have to prove himself. Yuli Gurriel, aging dude that really couldn't put it together a lot of times, he's going to have to prove himself. Jordan Alvarez, hopefully what we saw last year was really him, but you talk about like 82 games and 31 home runs or something crazy like that. So it's like, oh, now we're getting into the guys that may be... Obviously, maybe being affected with the cheating. Carlos Correa, they have. And then Josh Reddick, who's pedestrian at this point. And Martina Maldonado, who's pedestrian too. So this lineup supposedly still has some pop. What I'll say is we'll see. And, you know, that's where the, the Astros are right now with a lot of people. Seattle Mariners, life after King Felix, Jose Hernandez, who opted out, by the way, of the... Uh, restart so this team is marco gonzalez tywin walker yusei kikuchi kendall graveman justin sheffield justin dunn in the bullpen matt mcgill austin adams taylor wood not a whole lot i mean mark or nick marjavicious now as far as the lineup goes shed long jp crawford kyle seager tom murphy a catcher dan vogelbach dh and kyle lewis in the outfield with jake fraley and malik smith and erwin white so this is a team i want to pick on i think and marco gonzalez is the only pitcher i probably just don't outright pick on as far as that team goes and that's like for dfs tips now we're talking about like you know from night to night people wonder like how you putting in lineups and stuff like that like it starts with obviously great players and stuff like that but it also starts with bad teams knowing who the bad teams are knowing why they're bad so that you can target that from night to night you got to be looking up stats like who is giving up the most home runs who has the highest era who's giving up the most walks and stuff like that because that's going to translate into wins for you so those are those are the type of things that we can look at and then when we face those teams because we know who they are so when we face those teams then we're more apt to pick those players that's that's how you get to that formula all right, so next we'll get to the Angels. They obviously have Joe Madden now, so a lot of hoopla there. They made a couple of signings too. They're trying to get things going, going. So, you know, as far as uh, the pitching goes, they have Andrew Heaney, Dylan Bundy. I like the addition of Bundy. This is hopefully going to be something good for him. Shohei Otani returning 
to double time action this year so very exciting things for angel fans griffin canning matt andreezy and then jaime Berea. so the staff is going to be able to hold their own they're more savvy than i give them credit for julio Terenz in the minors i think he may be uh, nursing an injury tommy Lastella, second base oh i'm sorry let's go over the well there's not much to go over as far as like the um bullpen for the angels i mean hansel robles is probably going to close not a whole cam bendrosia bedrosia i mean not a whole lot of other dudes felix pena coming out of the bullpen i do like felix now like i said let's get back to the lineup tommy listella second base obviously mike trout they add anthony rendon they get shohei otani back you still have pool holes you got justin upton back brian goodwin in the outfield andrew Elton simmons at shortstop and then jason castro at catcher so that's a pretty potent lineup this team should win games they have a decent skip they're going to be in position to um, have a say so as far as the division goes but honestly they got to contend with oakland i think oakland is a fantastic team oakland has the opportunity to win the division this year um just like i think texas has it uh houston still has it obviously the angels could but let's talk about oakland because i do think this is wide open oakland a's they got frankie montas is a starting pitcher. Sean Manaya, Mike Fires, Chris Bassett, Daniel Mangdon. These guys hold their own. I like the park. It plays for pitchers. I've been there too. It's a big old, you know, the one they share with the Raiders. It's a big old cement block or whatever. But um, no, that thing for them, it's cavernous, which is which is good. But Montas outright good. Manaya outright good. The rest of those guys are gonna benefit from some environment. The bullpen pretty good i like it um liam hendrix they got petite they got joachim soria they got some guys that i like down there tj mcfarland so i think they're gonna be able to hold their own and then the lineup is pretty good marcus simeon ramon lariano who went off yesterday matt chapman at third matt olsen at first chris davis dh and mark canna Stephen Piscotti, Steve, uh, sean murphy at catcher and then anthony kemp at second base i think this team will hit lefties decently like they did last year and I think, uh, oh, excuse me, take a sip of coffee, catching my throat. Okay. Yeah, I think this team will have left these decently, um, and they're going to be a hard out. So I really like them. They're going to be right in the mix with everything as far as this division goes. Now, who will I pick? I don't know, guys. I really hadn't decided. I thought in this moment I would just, after doing, you know, walk, talking through it a little bit, I would just know who I want to go with. But... It's a toss-up. You know what I'll say is I will go with I'll go with Oakland. I'll go with the A's. But it's going to be a real chase. And I think that all those teams have an opportunity. And this is what I meant when I said in my opening about like this parity, this good teams. Those are all pretty well-matched teams. And like to be in the postseason, all their games are against each other. So those are going to be some fun ones to watch. So we'll say Oakland, though, and see what happens as far as the AL West goes. in a minute we're going to run down the important things that we need to know about may have forgot about but just ultimately this is what's going on with baseball so in less than a minute here we go the astros people don't like them and they're they may be tempted to throw at them maybe not that's not what kansas city was doing the other day but watch out for that the baseball a lot of home runs in 2017 and in 2019 but not in 2018 mlb messes with the baseball trying to figure out what's going on with them let's pay attention to how many home runs this year Lindor and Arenado are on the trading block. Who may want them? What teams are in the vibe for that? 
A lot of injuries to big time names on the pitching side of the ball this year. Sale Severino topped that list, but these guys are going to affect the outcome of their team's playoff chances. The three batter rule, that's going to affect how you put in the lefties to take care of those big guys. The minors are going away. They were before COVID. COVID nearly killed them anyway. New faces in new places like Garrett Cole. The young guys are coming up like Luis Robert. And dare I say, pay attention to the Yankees and the Dodgers because they are out for revenge. That's everything you need to see or know about baseball in a minute. Moving along to the NL East. <clears throat> Let's start with the Marlins. I really like the pitching. Sandy Alcantara got out the gate really nicely against the Phillies yesterday. This dude has a lot of K stuff. So is Caleb Smith. Really like his stuff too. Jose Urena, Pablo Lopez, Eliezer Hernandez. I like him too. They got some pretty decent stuff. Hold on a second. There we go. Okay. So they've got some pretty decent stuff right there. I really like that. As far as the um, the bullpen goes, decent. I mean, they. I just don't know. I really feel like they're going to blow it a lot of the times for this team. Brian Kinsler, Jaime Garcia, Brad Boxberger, Ryan Stanek. I don't know. These guys are, are going to be the reason they lose a lot of these games. It's not going to be the starting pitching. Those guys are great. I like the part two. It's very cavernous. Again, works well for them. Miami is not a hitter's paradise. So, as far as the lineup goes, not a lot of pop. You got Jonathan Villar, that's great. Brian Anderson, Corey Dickerson. I really do like Corey Dickerson. They bring over Jesus Aguiar, so the lineup gets a little long. And then Garrett Cooper gets to DH. That's pretty long right there. Those are all sufficient dudes. Then you have Harold Ramirez, Hassan Diaz, Jorge Alfaro, Michael Rojas. So it gets a little thin at the end there. That catches up to you bad bullpen catches up to you so th those are the main problems with the miami marlins now let's move on to the nationals los soto to the covid to the covid right before game one so things like that are going to keep happening guys don't feel pissy pants if your team gets to the world series and then right right before the first game it's oh you know kershaw tested positive or whatever so these things are going to happen, and it's going to—it's a wanky year. So it's just a race to the finish. You got to try to get it in, and because it's going to count for real, it's not going to be an asterisk for the World Series. So everything else is going to be an asterisk, probably. But the World Series is the World Series, baby. So the Nationals, Scherzer, I actually went against him on DraftKings yesterday because of what I saw in preseason, and it's what I saw yesterday. I just feel like dude's a little washed. You can't go as hard and as long as he has in that play in that World Series run all the way through to the World Series, all the way through to all those games. You can't do that and then not have that mileage like affect you somehow. So I just, it's going to catch up to him. But they have a good staff. Him, Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, Annabelle Sanchez, and Eric Fetty. You know, it's not the personnel that I have the issue with. It's the mileage. As far as their bullpen, decent guys. Daniel Hudson, Sean Doolittle, Will Harris, Tanner Rainey, Austin Ball. I don't mind these guys. Renan Elias. Don't mind these guys, but we're gonna have to see if they like how what type of situations are they put in by that starting pitching. Now the lineup, Trey Turner. I love the ping pong man. I call him that because he just he's fantasy points everywhere, stealing bases and getting on and bunting guys over and all this stuff. He just breeds points, so that's gonna lead off for them a lot of the times. Adam Eden in the outfield, Howie Kendrick DHing. They have Eric Thames at first base now. Starlin Castro at second base now. 
Carter Keyboom, the third base. Jan Gomes catching. Victor Robles in the outfield with Michael Taylor. It's an interesting team, and I think that they can rack up some wins. They are they're a tough, never say never team. That's how they won last year, so I'm not going to count them out. But I but I just I think that it's going to be tough. Now the one thing I'll say is this is why I think that they still can't be counted out because it's a short year. It's a short year. You don't have to go the whole 120 whatever. So can't say no. But I but it could catch up to them in the end maybe. So that's the Washington Nationals. Philadelphia Phillies, man, took it on the chin yesterday from the Marlins. But I like this team. Aaron Nola, front-end guy. They signed Zach Wheeler to add to the staff, too, with Vince Velasquez. Jake Arrieta, still serviceable, and Jack Eflin. Zach Eflin, excuse me. Those guys are decent, man. Those guys, not a lot of teams can say they have a starting group like that. So I know they aren't perfect. I know they can be a little erratic. But these guys, more times than not, have gotten the job done more times than not in their career it's all going to be about can they do it together at the same time this year that's what's going to make the Phillies special if they're going to be special Hector Neris closing Nick Pavetta Adam Morgan Jose Alvarez um, you know Tommy Hunter Ranger Suarez not an overwhelming bullpen so we need these starters to, to be the starters they have McCutcheon in the center field Bryce Harper of course JT Real Muto for right now Jay Bruce DH and he's healthy. Reese Hoskins, Reese's Pieces, Didi Gregorius signed with them. So shortstop Didi Gregorius add some pop to that lineup. Gene Segura third base, Scott Kingery second base, Adam Hazley in the outfield. I really like this team. They're gonna compete. Yeah, they're gonna compete, and um, it's gonna be interesting to see if this is their division. They feel like it's their division over the Nationals. We'll have to see who's that is, but. Here comes the surprise team, the New York Mets. So we know, obviously, we're waiting on uh, on injury, right? We were waiting on injury, but they have the Grom, they have Mats, we have Rick Porcello, we have Michael Waka, we have Erasmo Ramirez. So there's more than enough in that ballpark. That's a pitcher-friendly park. I like that. Out of the bullpen, they're good too. Edwin Diaz, Seth Lugo, Dylan Batances. You're familiar. You know Robert Sel Selman. These guys are decent. They're going to hold their own. And then this lineup, check it out. Jeff McNeil, who obviously we know what his deal is. He's got the pop. We learned that last year. Pete Alonzo's got the pop. We know that for sure. Pete's playing first base. Robinson, don't you know Cano? Still at second base. Yoannis Cespedes, they get him back. He went yard yesterday. This is the man right here. And if he's going to be back and be healthy and only have to play 60, you got to watch out for the Mets. Michael Conforto on the outfield. J.D. Davis. Wilson Ramos catching Brandon Nimmo, who I really like too, and then Amar Rosario. So I, the Mets are going to be dangerous, and they're going to be fun to watch. And Syndergaard, you almost, you know, it's like you know, he he he's got to want to run back to be a part of that. Then you get the Braves. Now I got to say, of course, before I forget again, that Felix Hernandez has opted out. But if I give you my sentiments on what I think that that means, they try to sign Puig. The deal doesn't go through because he tests positive for COVID. So there's that. Now, they're looking to, to, to three-peat this thing, right, as far as this division goes. Marcelo Zuma added maybe would have stayed in St. St. Louis, but they paid this man, man. They really paid him. Donaldson is out at third. And then uh, Johan Camargo and Austin Riley get to look at third base. I really like Austin Riley. I think that's going to be his job. Johan Camargo is decent as well. Um, they add uh, Travis Darno and Brian McCann, so some decent adds 
for this team who's already pretty good. They add Will Smith. They add Shane Green. So they got some decent ads in the bullpen. That's why they got a really looking good-looking bullpen right there. Pitching, Mike Soroka, Max Freed, um, Fulton Wedges. These guys, I like these guys. We get Cole Hamels. Of course, they were supposed to have King Felix as well, but Sean Newcomb they still have. Um, you know, Yonder Alonzo, they got some, he was in, um, invited to spring trading. I got to check and see if he made the team, but Josh Tomlin in the bullpen. This is a vital bunch. This is a good bunch. Um, Freeman is looking, you know, he's got some loose bodies in the elbow. So he had some offseason surgery. So hopefully that's cleaned up things for him and his swing. But this team is going to have Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, Marcelo Zuma, Travis Darno, Ender Enciarte, Dansby Swanson, and then Austin Riley or, or Johan Camargo at third rounding it out. That's a really good lineup. That's a really good team. So what, what's it come down to? It comes down to... I think that they have uh, better pitching, but a worse park than the Mets. I think the Nationals may have a little wear and tear, and they, but they are also going to be right in the two. The Phillies, like I said, dangerous team. They're going to be right in the two. Guys, honestly, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the Mets because it's a it's a really good team if you get Syndergaard back too. There's just no denying that. So I would have to go with the Mets to win the NL East. Okay, guys, here we go. In less than a minute, we're going to go through the top 10 bullpens, just so we know where all the fantastic relief is coming from. So here we go. At number 10, I'm going to say the Dodgers. They have a pretty good bullpen, and I love that park. So watch out for them. Number nine, Astros, who we've already gone over. They have a pretty decent bullpen. And then number eight, the A's also already gone over. They also have a decent bullpen uh, anchored by some guys that we mentioned as well. They should be pretty tough at that ballpark. Number seven is going to be the Mets. The Mets are back this year, and that bullpen is going to hold together the end of a lot of games for them. And number six is the Braves, too. We saw uh, last year um, <clears throat> they were able to hold their own. They're going to be able to do the same this year. The Braves should be a pretty good bullpen. Number five, the Twins. I think in relief, they're going to be very good this year as they hold their guys back. And then number four is the Rays. Three is the Brewers. Number two is the Padres. Yes, the Padres. And then number one, I think as far as these loose rankings go, the Yankees. The Yankees are the, the best bullpen right now. So that's the way I think it shakes down just a little loose rankings of the, of the you know bullpens right now as they are as we start the season. All right, well, finally, let's take a look at the AL East as we round up our 2020 season preview here. Started the Baltimore Orioles because there's not a lot to say. Last year was the first year of the tank. Only one month last season when they won double-digit games. They are rebuilding for sure. Gave up the most home runs in MLB history last year. They got rid of Dylan Bundy, so it's only going to get worse. They only picked up Pat Vileka off waivers, so, so it's just not going to be gelling for these felons. Bullpen will be led by Michael Givens. They won't be the worst bullpen, but they won't be really good either. It's just kind of what I'm thinking. As far as the pitching goes, John Means, Alex Cobbs probably will be traded at some point if he's doing real well. That's the only really trade bait they have there. Asher Wojciechowski, Wade LeBlanc, Tommy Malone. We saw Malone just get absolutely obliterated 
yesterday. So it's going to be a tough route for these dudes. As far as the batters go, we know that they can hit lefties. This is what they can do. Mancini, they're missing for a while. He had surgery to remove a tumor. So I don't know. I have to check on the status there. We don't know what's going on. So Dwight Smith going to be playing there a lot. Hanser Alberto, you know what? 398 versus lefties. Okay, 227 plate appearances. That's pretty effective. 948 OPS. They have Anthony Santander. They have Renata Nunez, Rio Ruiz, Chris Davis, Austin Hayes, Jose Iglesias, and Chance Sisko, a catcher. It's not that I don't like these guys, but it's only against the lefties. So they're going to struggle, though, especially when the pitching is that bad. You just get put in a hole. There's nothing you can do about it. Next, let's talk about the Blue Jays. This team's got some promise, man. Look, as far as the pitching goes, they pay Ryu to come in. You know he's not going more than five, but that but that's what they're going to go with him. They have Matt Shoemaker now, Tanner Roark, Trent Thornton, and Ryan Barucki. So, decent bunch. Um, I don't know if they'll have what it takes, though, especially in that division. But they're not as bad as they have been uh, recently, I should say. King Giles, Anthony Basque, um, Yamaguchi, they have Gaviglio, Anthony K, Jordan Romano. These are the guys in the bullpen. So I, I think, again, there's going to be some problems there. But the bright spot for this team are the future team, are the future kids, the, the, the tomorrows. They got a lot of that on this team. You got Bo Bichette, who had a big, um, uh, a nice little day, and Kevin Biggio, Lords Uriel Jr., Vlad Guerrero Jr., Travis Shaw, Randall Grichik. He's pretty darn good. Rowdy Teles, Tio Oscar Hernandez, also pretty darn good. Danny Jansen, the catcher. So I like that lineup. They just need to mature. That'll be the reason why they don't win a lot of games this year, in my opinion. They just need to have this time. They got to get in there, get those chops, go against those Coles and Paxons that they're going to see on the Yankees. But that team can get pretty good pretty quickly as well. So it'll be interesting to watch them. They're going to be real exciting. But it's just a tough division and a tough year. The Tampa Bay Rays, you got Charlie Morton starting off the leading their pitching. And this dude's just been Mr. Consistent for them. They have Ryan Yarbrough, Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow, Trevor Richards. They're stacked. Their bullpen is real good, too, of course. Nick Anderson, Diego Castillo, Jose Alvarado, Yanni Chirinos, Chaz Rowe, Oliver Drake, Jalen Beek. So they just use these guys as they see necessary. And they get the job done more times than not. And this lineup is more than serviceable. G-Man Choi at first, Yandy Diaz at third. They're going to have um, Sutsugo DHing. That's Yoshi, Yoshitomo Sutsugo. Hunter Renfro in the outfield. Brandon Lowe, I really like him in second base. Willie Adams. Kevin Kiermaier, pretty quick. Manuel Margot, pretty quick. Manny Margot. And then Mike Zanino at catcher, not bad. So, I, you know, I don't think there's enough pop in the lineup. But the thing is, if, they, if the pitching keeps them in and we get closer to a break, you know, right before the trading deadline, they can always do something. So we don't have to worry about that. And, and I think that this team is designed to see how close they can get before they spend some money, which is a smart move. It's a pretty smart move. Next, let's talk about the Red Sox. Boston. Um, you know, a lot of clouds, clouds surrounding this team, too, as far as the, you know, the, the, the cheating is going. Jaime Bloom uh, from the Tampa Bay front office coming up. That's good for them. He's going to build up the prospects, um, get this payroll in check for 2021. I like that. That's good for the Red Sox. This is what they need. Core suspended for the 2020 season, so Core is out of there. David Price traded away, but you know what? He's um he's out, man. He's going to, he's going to forego this season. Mookie Betts, 
Um, he's a Dodger now. Um, now they pick up Alex Verdugo, 294 batter last year. So that's pretty good coming over from the Dodgers. Um, he missed some time with his back and some time in early 2020, but uh, we, he should be ready to go for them. Jose Peraza, they brought him in for second base. They added Kevin Pillar, already paying off dividends. We know Chris Sale is out. Eduardo Rodriguez, um, some concerns with him, but it's on the young left best pitcher they had last year. He he he, he has to you know be the guy that leads the charge for them he needs to lower his walks to do that they have Evaldi as well he's got some big shoes to fill so he's got to rise to the moment so they have Eduardo Rodriguez Nathan Evaldi Martin Perez who they bring in very savvy Matt Hall so this is Ron Ronicki's group he's got to he's got to make it work they have Jeter Downs lots of hype but he's not really ready yet um kind of Wong uh catcher is decent but um, he's decently caught sleeping a lot of percentage of the time, too. He could be a nice backup, though. Ton of blown saves last year for this team. They got to get it under check. Uh, they're going to do the opener thing, maybe. John Taylor, Marcus Walton, they have these guys. Uh, Darwinson Hernandez. So they, they were tinkering with that idea, perhaps. Or maybe that's just to throw some people off. But. Andrew Benatendi, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, Alex Verdugo, Christian Vasquez, Mitch Moreland, Jackie Bradley Jr., Jose Peraza. That's not a bad team. We'll see if they're able to weather the storm of all the negativity and get the job done. But let's go on to the New York Yankees. How about we talk about the Yankees? Big big game Cole. They're bringing Garrett Cole for their, to anchor their staff. They have James Paxson as well. I love that lefty. They have Michael King, J.A. Happ, Jordan Montgomery, and then Tanaka's coming back. Now, the bullpen is great. Zach Britton, Araldus Chapman, Adam Adovino, Tommy Canley, you know, Johnny Lasagna, Chad Green, Jonathan Holder, Luis Sessa. This is a stacked team. And then when you look at who they're going to put out on the field every day, this is an embarrassment of riches. DJ LeMayu, second base. Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres, Giancarlo Sten, Aaron Hicks, Gary Sanchez, Luke Voigt, Brett Gardner, Giovanni Urshela. So the Yankees have a lot of offense. They have great pitching, great relief. There's not a lot of negativity that you can you know throw on this team. I think they're going to be able to get the job done. I really like the Yankees. I'll just outright say I really like them to win this division. Um, I think that Boston is going to benefit from a 60-game season. They'll be able to hang around there. It should be interesting. But the Yankees, uh, they have a lot. And if these guys don't get hurt and they perform, that's the team to beat, in my opinion. All right, we're talking NL Central. First, let's go with the St. Louis Cardinals. It's a pretty good team. They uh, made it pretty far last year. Just couldn't quite get the job done. Um, I really like the pitching. Jack Flaherty, I like him as their starting ace. Adam Wainwright still got some left. Dakota Hudson, Miles Mikolas, and then Carlos Martinez. That should be a sufficient group. This is a pretty savvy bunch. The, The bullpen, they have some guys I'm interested in. Ryan Helmsley, Andrew Miller. Daniel Ponce de Leon, John Gant, Tyler Webb, Austin Gomer, some interesting guys. So we'll see if they are able to, you know, kind of take a step forward and be one of the better bullpens. As far as the lineup goes, Colton Wong at second still, Matt Carpenter, Paul Goldschmidt, Paul DeYoung, 
who they're hoping to take another step for. Yadier Molina, premier catching right there. Dexter Fowler, Tyler O'Neill, who I'm pretty favorable with. Tommy Edmond at third base and then Harrison Bader in the outfield. So if those younger guys can continue to produce like they did when given the opportunity last year, this team's going to be fine. Um, <clears throat> but they are pretty tough when they face the other teams in their division and that's mostly what this year is so they're going to be a tough slugfest to go for sure the pittsburgh pirates we know this team is trying to put things back together but they will have some people out there playing baseball it's not just going to be a walk in the park and again remember all these games are divisional so that matters considering your familiarity with them they have joe musgrove still trevor williams will be serviceable from there you have um Mitch Keller, Derek Holland, they bring in Stephen Brault. Those guys will hold their own. I mean, they they won't wow you, but they're gonna hold their own. As far as their bullpen goes, it's not great. I don't have a lot of dudes I want to mention. Chad Cole, maybe Robbie Erlin, but I, you know, this is you know, Keon Kila is day to day, ten day. He's on ten day IO, but these guys may struggle. Um, as far as the lineup goes, they're gonna. This is a team we want to target. To, for the most part until they prove otherwise kevin newman brian reynolds who's good against lefties adam frazier josh bell who we know we know josh bell can ring the bell that we that we know for sure jose azuna colin moran guillermo heredia jacob stylings and jared dyson i mean this is not a potent lineup so i do think that they're going to be you know fodder for the rest of the division as we start to get you know down to it the Brewers, Brandon Woodruff, is there, is, you know, on one of their starting pitchers. They have um, Corbin Burns, they have Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser, Josh Lindblom. These guys are serviceable, excuse me. They're not, you know, setting the world on fire, but they're serviceable. I don't mind the bullpen. Hader, Brett, Josh Hader, Brent Suter, Corey, Corey Neville, Eric Lauer, David Phelps. I don't mind that bullpen. Jacob Faria, Shelby Miller. I don't mind that bullpen. As far as the lineup goes, these guys are potent. Um, Eric Sogard in the third at third base. Lorenzo Kane, probably the best pure outfielder. Christian Yelich, of course, in the outfield. Ryan Braun at DH. Keston Hira at second base. Justin Smoke they have at first base now. Avisel Garcia in the outfield. He's good against lefties. And then uh, no uh, Nomar Omar Navarre, excuse me, catching. And then Orlando Arcia at shortstop. So this team, you know back to do it again they're not they're not giving in and they're not going to let the cardinals just take it so they're going to be pretty tough but the cincinnati reds are getting a lot of talk in the early parts of the season for all the moves that they have made david bell has himself a good bunch to manage here they have shogo akiyama now who's outfield he's going to be center field primarily but he fills a bit of a gap that they've had. Joey Votto, my man, I love this dude rocking the BLM shirt during the preseason there. But Joey Votto at first base, a little pop already at the beginning of the year. He's one of those older guys who should benefit from the, you know, the truncated year. We got Eugenio Suarez as well at third base. Um, he had a he has a he had a freak offseason pool injury, so he's starting off injured, but they're gonna get him back soon, hopefully. Mike Mustak is coming in now and. You know, the second biggest problem last year for them was second base. So Mike Moustakas is going to play second. Nick Castellanos, they paid him. Definitely should be a bit better in right field for them. They have Jesse Winker still in the outfield. Freddie Galvis has shortstop. And then Tucker Barnhart at catching. So that's a pretty good lineup right there. As far as the, the 
pitching goes. They have Luis Castillo. This dude is, uh, he's coming into his own. 200 plus innings last year, and I, I think he can do it again. Sonny Gray, all-star stuff, 11-8, 2.7 ERA. He's a proven guy. Trevin, Trevor Bauer, who I really like, they pick him up. And uh, he's got a chance to kind of come over here and make his mark and be the be the ace of this staff, really. Anthony DiScalafani, I don't mind. And then Wade Miley, a great ground ball pitcher or a good ground ball pitcher. But that that's a pretty pretty nice group of guys that they have right there. Um, they also have Tyler Miley, Sal Romano, Lucas Sims. These guys uh, replace these these are, these are the guys being replaced, right? So. This is a much better upgrade for them. Now, um, problems with the offense down the stretch last year. So they solved that. We take a look at who they have. They obviously don't intend on having too many games where they can't put up the runs. And then as far as the back end goes, closing it, Rasil Iglesias. They have Michael Lorenzen, Emil Garrett, Tyler Molly now, Robert Stevenson, Pedro Strope. I don't mind that bunch either. So they should be sufficient. And then finally in this division, let's talk about the Cubs. Cubs didn't do a whole lot to add. Um, they, this pitching staff is aging now. Darvish is getting up there. Lester's getting up there. Um, they have some guys, you know, a couple guys left in the bullpen. Brandon Morrow and David Phelps, even though they let some guys go. They spend no money in the offseason. Chris Bryant, who knows, wavering with the wind every day. Does he stay? Does he go? Um, we're going to find out probably pretty soon what happens with him. They will try to re-sign Javi Baez presumably pretty soon. But... Um, they they you know reset under the luxury tax and then go after it in 2021 that's the plan get under that luxury tax and then try to make another move at it so they really want to have a holding place kind of year where they don't fall too far but steve cishik is gone he's on the other side of town now with the white Sox. pedro stroke gone there's a lot of others that are gone too but they've lost 60 million in payroll and they didn't make any moves so we see that dedication to getting under that luxury tax First and second teams in payroll are the Red Sox and the Cubs, uh, and they didn't even make the playoffs. So this is why that mandate is coming down. Like, hey, we, we got to tighten up if we're not going to be winning, right? Team also has Nico Horner. That's the one little addition that every. That's why everybody's so excited about him. Is I don't know if he's. It's not that he's going to be so good, but that's the only new thing you got to talk about. They got Brad Week back there and Tyler Chatwood. Uh, this is a contract year for Chatwood. I I really don't mind chatwood that's like always been a thing with me a little bit of a bounce back here in 2019 8 8.7 k through nine it's better than that league average of 6.17 so i would take that i like him coming out of the bullpen um they have as far as the lineup goes chris bryant obviously anthony rizzo javi bias schwarber DHing, Contreras, jason hayward jason kipnis ian happ these are the guys right alex mills these are the guys that they're going to have um, day in and day out. Um, <clears throat> I'm worried about the pitching. Mankata, I watched him in the preseason. I watched him in this preseason game versus Leicester before everything else shut down with COVID. And, you know, these are matchups that you want to watch for because it shows how much more advanced Mankata has become against these lefties. And it shows that there's some weaknesses with, uh, or at least, you know, as he's trying to round into his season with Lester at that point. But they're going to tote out Darvish, Hendricks, Quintana, Lester, and Chatwood. Quintana's got to stay healthy. Hendricks looked pretty good. He was dealing yesterday. A lot of points, 40-something. 
This is the only team with back-to-back off days. And we only get six off days in total this season. So that's going to affect them having um, to play so many games back-to-back-to-back. So those two, those two off days in a row, that's really going to cost them. I think that is going to be a thing that makes this team a little less potent for the year. In terms of the division, uh, if I had to give it to one team, I think it would have to be the Cardinals still. That's, that's the team to beat right now, and I think the closest to them would probably be the Brewers. Okay, guys, in one minute, let's go over the top 10 preseason ranking teams. Number 10, the Angels. Oh, for what it's worth, 11 and 12 are the Cubs and White Sox. 10, the Angels. Let's see what Madden and the boys can do. 9, the Reds. Just went over how that improved that team is. 8, the Braves. Can they still do it without Puig and some of the other guys they lost, like King Felix? 7, the Cards. Yes, they. I told you they can hold still. The Nationals at number 6. This team still has something to prove, baby. Number five, the Tampa Bay Rays. So close, they want to prove that they're the big boy on the block. Number four, the Twins trying to repeat their uh, divisional dominance of last year. Number three, Houston Astros. They want to prove they're no fluke. Number two, the Yankees coming back for some revenge. And number one, the Dodgers also coming back for some revenge. Those are the preseason rankings as seen by, you know, consensus professionals and yada, 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 yada. So we'll, we'll have to see how it all works out in the end but that's that on to the AL Central let's take a look at the twins first and this team is trying to prove that this is still their division even though some other teams may have taken a few steps forward so Jose Barrios their ace obviously I really like this dude he gets a a, a rap for being a little erratic um, which can be true at times but I still think there's a lot more good than bad and he's got some some good strikeout stuff especially against divisional opponents so I like Berrios that's their guy Rich Hill they bring in Savvy Veteran gonna try to see what we can get out of this thing see if there's anything left in the tank and uh, Kenta Maeda they paid to come on in and I just you know he's fine but he's not gonna while wow, he's not going, you know, seven, he's not going six a lot of the time. Jake Odorizzi, when he gets back, they'll have him. For right now, they don't have him. And Homer Bailey, who's hoping to have some life here, too. Don't pitch as terrible as you think for the Reds. So, interesting assortment that they have there, which really can't help them get the job done because, you know, the thing about this team is the, the pop in the lineup. So, on the bullpen side, they, they've got some some pretty decent guys. they got Trevor, Trevor Taylor Rogers. Sergio Romo, Trevor May, Tyler Duffy, Randall Dobnik, Devin Smeltzer, Tyler Clipper. They got they got a pretty good bullpen, so they can hold up with a pretty good uh, starting group of guys. So they do their job, and like I said, the offense kept them ahead last year, so it was just a lot of don't blow it type stuff, you know. That lineup, Kepler, Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, Nelly Cruz, um, Josh Donaldson, Eddie Rosario, Mitch Garver, Luis uh, Areas, Miguel Sano, Byron Buxton, and Buxton they're hoping to get back soon. But these, you know, it's a dangerous lineup, and at any time they can go yard on you. So Minnesota, like I said, is really hoping to reclaim this uh, division that they feel is theirs. Next we have the Kansas City Royals. 
the Royals are uh, right now talking to uh, Matt Harvey, trying to see bringing him in, close to bringing him in. So he'll be added to that staff. But currently, Danny Duffy, Brady Singer, Mike Montgomery, you know, uh, Jorge Lopez, Glenn Sparkman, Jake Junis is hurt. Not a lot there. As far as the, you know, the bullpen goes, Ian Kennedy, Scott Barlow, Greg Holler, Kevin McCarthy, Jesse Hahn, Trevor Rose, Rosenthal. I mean, I just underwhelming stuff I mean they're not, I don't think they're going to get blown out of the water a lot but they're not winning games for sure this is a group they can be picked on uh, as far as the lineup goes I really like Whit Merrifield Alberto Mondesi is interesting Jorge Soler took a step forward being a little bit more consistent life after the Cubs Sal Perez hoping to get him back fully healthy Mikel Franco coming over Franchi Cordero Ryan McBroom Nicky Lopez the, the lineup gets short towards the end so this is going to be a team that also should be picked on, in my opinion. The Detroit Tigers are a little bit better than the Kansas City Royals to me. But the thing with them is their schedule. They get 20 straight before they get a day off. And then they get one day off and then they go 17 straight. So there's going to be some crazy scheduling things with all these teams. And as far as Detroit goes, I think that's going to do them. And it's not going to be lack of putting together a decent team. They have Ivan Nova, who pitched decently for the White Sox last year. Jordan Zimmerman, he's on the 45-day injured list. But, I, you know what the funny thing about him is? I shouldn't even say him. It's over. He's not They. He's not going to play for them. Is my, is, and I think they even put him on the 90-day. So, at this point, it's done. Like it's, The potential is he was just always overpaid by them and it never paid off for them. There's a lot of people that don't like that. Michael Fulmer lost 20 pounds, hoping to pull things together. They're going to use him kind of like an opener type deal. So we'll see how that goes. They have Matt Boyd, uh, Spencer Turnbull, Tyler Alexander, and uh, they have Norris as well, who's hurt. So, I, you know, the, again, not an overwhelming bunch, but I think that they're going to be able to hold their own. The bullpen is not that strong. Cameron Cameron Maben uh, in the outfield. Nico Goodrum. I really like Nico. Uh, shortstop Miguel Cabrera mentioned him earlier at DH what we think he can do this year on the short year they pick up CJ Cron that's a good ad at first base they pick up Michael Scope that's a good ad at second base both these guys coming over from Minnesota so this lineup gets a little longer Heimer Candelario who I'm big on as well then Christian Stewart Austin Romine coming over from the Yankees and then Victor Reyes in the outfield probably playing center field so I don't hate this Detroit Tigers team they had a pretty good day today as well and I want to I'm very interested in in this short season against mostly your divisional opponents, what they what they can accomplish, to be quite honest with you. I, I know as a fan of the White Sox, I'm very, you know, I know a lot about all these teams, and I'm just telling you guys, they're, they're not as bad as advertised. You have the Cleveland Indians. Um, they traded Corey Kluber to the Rangers. Not a great deal. They get Emmanuel Clase out of that, and... Um, uh, Delano the Shields Jr. Now, Clay's test positive for PD, so he's he's taking a break. This is a group that can't win the World Series. That was in 2016, but they have a lot of pieces that they can use to retool. Hence, getting rid of Kluber. Kipnis has gone to the Cubs. Tyler Clipper also gone. Dan Otero went to the Yankees. Danny Alizar is gone. Cameron Rupp, uh, Dominic Leone to the minor league, you know, minor league deals. So that's the guys that they added. That's the only really thing that they've done. Um, you know, they have Domingo Fan Santana, excuse me, uh, Cesar Hernandez, 
uh, Sandy Leone um, with that trade from Boston. So I like Sandy Leone being here. That's a good. That's a nice pickup. If Nick Goody, shortstop, they have Lindor, still there for now. Um, depressed numbers last year. They, I think they'll try to move him while they can get value if the value is declining. So we'll have to watch that scenario. Carlos Santana at first base. Framo Reyes, love this dude coming over from I. You know they traded pretty good guys, I guess, between them and San Diego. So they get Framo Reyes. He gets the DH. He has the DH because of his defense. He's a liability, but he can hit some home runs. So this is good for them. They get Framo Reyes. Cesar Hernandez, who I'm a fair fan of, uh, he's gonna play second. Jose Ramirez, hoping to do it this year. He had a depressed year last year, but those numbers numbers weren't that bad. So we gotta really take that into consideration. Roberto Perez catching, and then Jordan Luplo in left field. So this is not a bad team. They have Carlos Carrasco, Shane Bieber, Mike Clevenger, Zach Plesic, uh Adam Plutko, Jeffrey Rodriguez. Aaron Savali, I don't mind these guys. Um, the Indians are still going to compete, and they're going to mix it up with Tito right there with the rest of the division. And then finally, my White Sox. My White Sox. Look, this this team, Tim Anderson, Yo Mankata. Mankata already smoking. Yo, he took Barrios deep yesterday. Yo Mankata, Jose Abreu, who they just signed to a three-year deal. He's going to be around. Edwin Carnacion, he went deep today. Yes, Monty Grandal catching. Eloy Jimenez, Nomar Mazzara, who's already on the IL. We don't even really know what that's about, but Luis Robert, first day in the big leagues, two for three. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot to like. We had James McCann. Uh, he got off to a nice start today, brought his boomstick. We have Lurie Garcia, who brought his boomstick as well. He's going to share time with Nick Madrigal at second. But these guys are really good. Um, and I, I, I think that this is going to be an interesting year where the White Sox can put up a lot of runs. We bring in Gio Gonzalez. He has a real good relationship with Yasmani Grandal. I like that. He can settle him because we still have James McCann. Both those catchers are going to be effective. James already playing today. Yasmani had to start yesterday. It's going to be great having all of them. We still have Giolito. A little unsettled in his start uh, to start the year, but he'll figure it out. Dallas Keiko, he was very dominance in his role today we have dylan cease ronaldo lopez michael kopek has opted out and i don't i don't have a problem with that um and then they then we have uh you know we've addressed every need so we may not have gotten like you know the white Sox didn't get like the best player out there at every position but they addressed every need big need at right field they went and got nomar mazara so that's why he has to come back that's why we need him because uh, uh, there's a gap obviously if we don't have him there now they, you know, we signed Luis Robert before opening day. That was a big thing. And like I said, this dude's already shown a lot of promise, showing up with the with a little bit of the hits already. So that's great. They obviously went in on Keiko. They went in on Grandal, four years, seventy million. Uh, he's good behind the plate. Um, although McCann is, is throws better, so it's going to be interesting because you would just think with just DH one, but there's virtuous aspects to having both of them behind the plate. Grandall, or yeah, 17.2% walk percentage in 2019, and he was only second to um, to one person, Mike Trout. So, you know, he he can take a walk. He has he's very patient at the plate. I really like that as well, especially because we have a lot of younger guys. I want them to see that for the White Sox. Sorry, I keep saying we. It's just excitement. I love the White Sox. Um, Copic, take this season, get healthy, man. I got no problem with that. 
Ricky Renteria, he's not a sabermetric dude. Just go out there and do your job kind of guy, right? So these guys are going to have to play. He had them rallied up again today. Can't control what happened yesterday. You got blown out of the water. Get back in the saddle today and win, and that's what we did. So he's a he's a, he's a player's kind of guy and um, just wants to see it on the field, right? 42 and 44 at the break last year. Fell apart a lot after that. Not a lot of extra base hits, not great pitching. So they've addressed these problems. As far as the bullpen goes, good depth, but we're young, you know. Um, we, we, you know, we got some guys, though, coming back. Carlos Rondon could maybe come out of there. Could be ready to contribute. Zach Birdie, Tyler Johnson. Jimenez and Luis Robert will be pretty good out there. I, I like that tandem. We, we have Edwin Encarnacion, who they signed that one-year $12 million deal. So he, he showed some pop today as well. We... <clears throat> We really uh, shored up this this lack of home runs that we were getting. So a lot of pop in the lineup right there. White Sox may have overpaid, but they wanted to make sure they addressed every scenario. So where does this team go? Who wins that division? I don't think it's going to be the White Sox. I really honestly think that it's it's going to probably not even be the Twins. I think it's going to be the Indians. I still think they have a lot in the tank right there. But it's going to be really tough. I do think that three teams can make the playoffs because we didn't even talk about that really but the expanded playoffs so now the top two teams in every division will make the playoffs and then of the remaining teams the two teams with the best records so those two will be the wild card so there's going to be a lot of playoff teams the white Sox could potentially make the playoffs the you know the indians can make the playoffs you know, potentially the Twins can make the playoffs. All three can make the playoffs. So, but I do think that the Indians have the best chance to win the AL Central in 2020. And so that will do it. I will say, all in all, like, you know, as far as World Series, I think it can be Yankees, Dodgers for sure. And I think the Yankees are going to win. They're just way too stacked. But that's our little season preview. Hopefully we get a season. I'm really worried that, you know, three, four weeks go by and we get shut down again. But we'll have to see. And we'll have to hope that that doesn't happen. In the meantime, enjoy your baseball. Enjoy watching your team. Who cares if there's not people in the stands? At least we're getting to play right now. So that's pretty exciting. Let's enjoy that while we can. Same thing when the other sports start back up. Heart of the Order is going to be going strong. Like I said, we'll have shorter episodes, a lot shorter than this. We're going to just be doing a lot of the DFS stuff. And then if I need to pepper in other whatever, we'll do that too. But that's not going to take too long on a daily basis. And so that's how we'll spend our time. We're going to start tomorrow taking a look at that slate on the DFS side. And again, I'm not going to throw a lot of numbers. There, there are no numbers. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about last year. The circumstances around this year are so special that Let's look with our eyes. Let's take into account what we're seeing. Of course, we can take into account historical st statistics. I did today, but on a limited basis right now until we have more data to work with. So we'll go over the tomorrow slate in case people are looking to play some Sunday FanDuel or DK. And then that's pretty much it, y'all. Peace. I'll see you next time. The Heart of the Order is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment, LLC.